that is what secures every promise, every promise in the word, every promise in, in God's word, who we are in Christ, that we are the righteousness of God in Christ, that we are new creatures in Christ. And we look to the word to discover what belongs to us, what the Lord has already given us. It's a matter of fact, what he has already given us. And so, today, I want to continue a little bit along those lines, and we are going to study the new creation, that we are new creatures in Christ and what that really means. So, I just want to start with a little example. <laughs> I don't do this very often, but, okay, this is mine, right? This is mine. I'm wearing it. This is mine. These jeans are mine. This necklace right here, this is my necklace. These are my shoes. Okay? This right here, this is my Bible. My kids gave this to me a long, long time ago after the first one was totally shredded. But this is mine. So it belongs to me. This is my property. Can you just come and take this away from me? No, you can't. You can't. It's mine. It belongs to me. You can't have it. And I know that. So when I, when I understand that something is mine, do I think that it can just be taken away? No, I don't think that. That, that would be ridiculous. When I think something is mine, do I, do I actually have to have faith to own this? Do I have to have faith to own this Bible? No. Do I have to have faith to own this? No, because I already have it. Either I bought it, my husband bought it, or somebody gave it to me. Okay? I do not need faith to believe that the things that are mine are mine. It's a fact. It's a reality. Okay? And it's the very same, the very same with every right that we have received through Christ. The very same. It's simply a matter of how are we going to look at it? Are we going to accept it? Are we going to stand firm on what already belongs to us? Every inheritance, every spiritual inheritance in Christ is already mine. Belongs to me. You can't take it away from me. I can give it away, right? I could give this stuff away, but you can't take it. You can give your rights away to Satan, but he can't take them, right? Okay, what God has given us through Jesus Christ cannot be taken away. I mean, can, you understand that. It belongs to us. We have to give it away. So, last Sunday, we spent the whole, the whole day, the whole morning, understanding what faith is required. Which faith? What faith? What type of faith is required? And we discovered that it was just faith in Jesus. The moment you are a believer, the moment you have faith in Jesus, every sing you are a new creature, creature. You are a new creation. Every spiritual inheritance in Christ belongs, at that second, belongs to you. Now you have to discover what you own by studying the word. You discover what you own, but God has recreated your spirit in his very image. There's no darkness there. There's no lack there. You receive the very image of God in your spirit, your newly created spirit. Okay? So, yes, we want to believe for dreams and aspirations and goals and all that, and we study the word to know what belongs to us and to know how to stand to know how to stand for what has already been given. But we need to live, we need to live in the reality, apart from sense knowledge, apart from carnal thinking, because that's the world, that's no longer our reality. We need to live in the reality where we know 
beyond a shadow of doubt what already belongs to us, what already belongs to us, the gifts that God has already given, the blessings that he's already given, the promises that he's already given. So this is a shift away from constantly, constantly striving to attain, striving to attain the things that are already ours. They're already ours. You do not need to strive to attain them. You need to understand what you have. You need to adopt them, okay? Does that make sense? So this is a a shift in understanding the faith that we have. The faith that we have is in Christ. He, He will never let you down. He will never go back on the word. He is the word. He is the word. So, it is the faith that we know, it is a faith that we know that we can trust God. We can trust him. And we establish this. We establish this in our minds, that he is trustworthy, that he's already provided for us, that he has, he has given us his kingdom here on earth. Okay? Does that seem big for you guys? No, nobody here at RCC, that doesn't seem big for you. But his kingdom, his kingdom in us by the power of the Holy Spirit because of what Christ has done, because of Christ's substitutionary work. He gave it through Jesus. He gave it through Jesus in order for us to do what? To fulfill his mission to glorify him. He had, he had to. He had to make us by the indwelling Christ He had to make us victors over Satan to do his work. He had to. He didn't have a choice. He had to do that in order for us to fulfill what he wants done here. And he wills that none should perish, doesn't he? So he had to make us victorious over the evil one. And he did that. He accomplished that. When Jesus stripped Satan of every power, every authority, all dominion, and we're in Christ, we receive that same power, authority, and dominion. Here and now. Here and now, today, on this earth. Do you understand who you are? Okay, we're going to study it. We're going to go into the Word, and we're going to study it. Jesus purchased freedom for, for us from all of Satan's power, all of his authority all of his dominion. He crushed him. And it's time that we walk like he's crushed. (laughs) Because he is. Okay? So when I chose to receive Jesus, when you chose to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, every victory that Jesus won became your victory. Right? Every victory that he won became yours. Okay, I became a new creature. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 21. I'm going to read it first, and then we're going to go back through it. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the old has gone, has gone, gone, past. Okay? It says he is, is a new creation. Right now. The old has gone, the new has come already. Immediate. Immediate. The new has come. All this is from God who reconciled us To himself, you are now reconciled to God through Christ. And gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Thank you, Jesus. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ. You are now reconciled to God in Christ. Communion with God. Unity with God. The veil was torn. The separation is gone. 
not counting people's sins against them. You see, he's not holding you at a distance thinking of every sin you ever committed. No, that's not his heart for you. He's not doing that. He has reconciled you unto himself as dearly beloved children of God. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ ambassadors. What's an ambassador? An ambassador has full authority to speak for a nation in a foreign land. Are you a priestly nation in a foreign land? Yes, you are. Because you're no longer of this world when you're in Christ. So you are his ambassador with full rights to every spiritual gift in Christ. As though God were making his appeal through us. He's making his appeal to the world through you. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Okay, what that means is understand what you have. Understand that reconciliation. Receive it, accept it. He did it, so now take it. Walk in it. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him, in Christ, we might become the righteousness of God. You have become the righteousness of God. So, you are new creations. It starts, we're going to go back up to the top. It says, the new creation has come. What is that? Really, really think about this. Think about it. What was Jesus when he came to this earth? He was the very incarnation of God, right? He came as a man, incarnated into, you know, manly form, right? So just as Jesus was the incarnation of God, when you receive Christ, what are you? Uh, it seems really too big, doesn't it? I mean, really get a hold of this, guys, because you are the incarnation of Christ. Was someone agreeing or was that a cough? Really think about that. Does that... Does that give you a new understanding of what you were put here for? Does that give you a new understanding of who you really are? Because Jesus was the very likeness of God, the very image of God here. And when you receive him, you receive his likeness in your inner man, your newly created spirit. Does that strengthen you? Does that encourage you? Wow, that's power. That is power. That's new life. By the indwelling power, remember Jesus said that he would send the Holy Spirit and that we would do greater things than he did. So this is by the, in, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in us. Wow, that's impressive to me. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed. So we are destined, we are destined to influence, to impact, to transform this earthly realm. You are a transforming power, just like Christ, when you're in him. Wow, that is amazing to me. Our spirits are totally new, recreated, totally recreated, the nature and likeness of God, your inner man. That's what the scripture talks about when it says that we are treasures in earthen vessels. That's your treasure. Hallelujah. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. So here's the deal. We have now taken, by the power of the Holy Spirit, we have now taken Jesus' place in this earth. So, what is the old that you need to shed? What is the old, the, the old self that you need to put away 
so that you, and understand that has been put away so that you can walk in the victory that Jesus has given you so that you can be the transforming power that you're supposed to be. Your sin-dominated existence is gone, okay? We, we don't walk in this revelation, saints. I mean, I hate to say it, but people do not really walk in this. Your sin-dominated spirit is gone. Gone. It's been destroyed by the blood. Okay? It can no longer exist. It's gone. You can accept it back on you if you want and live in self-condemnation and live in guilt from sin, but that is not Jesus doing that to you. That's you listening to Satan. That's you listening to the wrong information. We're going to cast down every evil imagination that exalts itself against the word of God. Okay? So your sin-dominated existence is gone. Spiritual death is gone. Spiritual death is gone. Spiritual life in Christ. The fullness of Christ. That's what you have dwelling in you. Union with Satan is gone. Communion with our Father is now what we have. It belongs to us. It's mine. It's yours. The sense of unworthiness that comes from sin consciousness is gone. You don't have to carry that. You, do not, you became worthy through Christ. He doesn't see you unworthy in any way. He sees you through the blood. He sees you through the substitutionary work of his son, Jesus Christ. You are not unworthy. You have the right to enter into his presence. Broken fellowship with the Father. It's gone. The veil was torn. The separation is gone. Hallelujah, right? The separation is gone. If we would only walk in this, see, this is what this church is going to do. This is what the people in this church are going to do. We are after a new awakening in this church. And so we're studying this so that you will walk awakened unto what you are, who you are, who God is, what he did, who you are in him. What's been purchased for you? What's been given to you? The power, the authority, the dominion of Satan over you is gone. He has no authority in your life anymore. None. Zero. Okay, so what then? We talked about what's gone. What's, what's the new? It said here, it said, the new is here. Verse 17. The new is here. We are reconciled to God. I have a PowerPoint, I think. It says we are reconciled to God in verse 18. Okay, reconcile. It means to call back into union. Thank you. Have you ever been out of union with someone and then when you get called back into union and you get everything all fixed and everything's all forgiven and everybody's all happy, how wonderful that feels? You see? That's how God is. That's how he is for us. So it says we are called back into union with him. He sees you in union with him. He sees you in tandem with him. You're here to do his work. He trusts you. You're his ambassador. He's given you an awesome, an awesome responsibility. So you're in union. The next slide says, reconcile means to settle. To settle it. It's been settled. The blood of Jesus shed for you settled it. Did you hear that? Settled it. Once and for all, forever, all eternity, it is settled. Thank you, Jesus. The next one, to make consistent or congruous. The next slide. To make consistent or congruous, to bring to agreement or suitableness. That's what reconcile means. So God through Christ, in the new creation, that's who you are, 
by the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit in you, made you suitable. You are suitable to possess and to distribute his glory and his will here on earth. Did you ever think about yourself as suitable to do that? Yes, you are. He has completely well-equipped you and made you suitable. Thank you, Lord. Congruous. Congruous means fit. Fit together. You are fit together in Christ. Wow. You are fit for the goal. You are fit for the mission. You are fit for his will. You are fit for his task. You are fit to accomplish what he wants to accomplish here on this earth. You are fit. He has not left you ill-equipped. He has given you everything you need. His very nature now resides in your inner man, in your spirit. Every spiritual gift in Christ. Every spiritual gift in Christ. Ephesians 1.3. I'm going to read this in the NIV first. Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Wow, that is shouting ground, saints. It says, bless us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us. And you know, he has chosen everybody. You know, a lot of people look at this and think only some are chosen. That's not, that's not true at all. It is his desire that none should perish. Now, whether someone chooses him is another story, but he has chosen every person ever born to be in Christ. This is not a selective club. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. Once you are in Christ, you are holy and blameless in his sight. He sees you through the blood of Christ. You really, we, we, we really need to get this picture of ourselves. It will make us so much more powerful for him. It will make you walk out in him. We need to be victory conscious and not sin conscious. In love, he predestined for us for adoption to sonship. You were predestined to be adopted as his son through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. That brings him pleasure. It is his will. Every person. To the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him, that's Christ, we have redemption through his blood. You are redeemed unto your loving Father. You are redeemed from the curse. Redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. He lavishes you. He lavishes you with his grace. With all wisdom and understanding, okay, he's not keeping secrets from you at all. It's not difficult. It says, with all wisdom and understanding, he made past tense, known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure. It is his good pleasure that you have wisdom and understanding of his will. Like I say, he's not keeping secrets. These are gifts that you receive when you are in Christ. Wisdom, understanding. Which he purposed in Christ 
to be put into effect when the times reach their fulfillment to bring unity. This is a powerful verse, saints. Think about this. It says, to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. Can you think about what that really means? Think about that. He is bringing unity, all things in heaven, every spiritual blessing of Christ. You see that? Everything his word means. Everything his word is. Christ is the word. Christ is the exact image of God. He's bringing unity from the heavenly realm to the earth through you as a believer. Wow. Can I get an amen? Hallelujah. <laughs> wow. Complete unity. Heaven and earth. We have every spiritual blessing in Christ. United with the Father. By his pleasure and will. Wow. What does unity mean? Unity means unity. It means no disconnect. Let's think about what unity means. If he is unifying heaven and earth through Christ in us, his kingdom come here on earth, his will be done, right? Unity means unity. It means nothing disconnected, nothing missing, nothing broken. Do you see what's already been given you? Unity with God, the Father, belongs. It's mine. This is mine. You can't take it. I have it. It's my property. It's who I now am. So if we're united with the Father, it is his heart that all he has belongs to us. All he has belongs to us. We are united in mission. We are united in every spiritual gift through Christ. We are united in power, authority, and dominion. Satan has been stripped. He's actually ineffective, ineffectual. If we walk in what we know belongs to us, we are united in wisdom and understanding. Wow, that's a lot. Do you guys remember the foundational scripture that we started with at the beginning, with which we started um, at the beginning of this year? The scripture that the Lord gave us was Isaiah 33, 5 and 6. The Lord is exalted, for he dwells on high, he will fill Zion with his justice and righteousness. That's Old Testament. We are the new reality in Christ, so this has been accomplished through Christ in us, right? New Testament, right? He will be the sure foundation for your times, a rich store of salvation and wisdom and knowledge. See, it goes just with this, doesn't it? With wisdom and understanding. The fear of the Lord is the key to this treasure. What's the, what's the fear of the Lord? We believe in Christ. That's the key. This is not something, saints, I'm, trying, I'm really, really trying really hard to get across to us that we really have to have a mind shift, a thought process shift, we need to stop thinking that we are striving to attain. Because that will get you into a lot of self-condemnation. When you feel like, you know, I got to do this better, I got to have more faith, I got to do this. We've all been given the same measure of faith, yes. And what does the word do? The word shows us what belongs to us. But the faith we need was the faith that we have in our hope, Jesus Christ. 
And when we walk as though we own the place, could you please start walking like you own the place? Because you do. You do. Now, I don't mean to be haughty. You know that, right? But you should know who you are. You should know the power that dwells within you. Because once we make this shift, the true manifestations that everybody wants to see, how many times a week do you think I hear, I want to see the manifestation of God. I want to see miracles. I want to see this. I want to see that. Well, it's up to every single individual believer. You have to see Christ in you first. You have to know what belongs to you. And it already does just because you love Jesus. The world will be transformed. Miracles, manifestations of God come. Did Christ know who he was? Did he sit there and think, huh, gee, I'm going to have to have faith here to raise Lazarus from the dead? No, he didn't think that. I don't think he thought that for one second. He knew it. He just, you know what, Father? This is you. This is you, and I'm here, and I'm going to be you right here. Come forth, Lazarus. Come forth. I don't think for a second he thought about, do I have enough faith for this? See, we get, we get hung up there. And I want us to stop getting hung up there. I want you to know who you are. I want you to trust who God is. It's all about who he is. And when you've received Christ, that's his image in you. It's not going to falter. Verse 11. In him we were also chosen. Every person, okay, King James there says, in whom we have obtained an inheritance. You have obtained it. Have, past tense. You have obtained this inheritance. Young's literal says, in whom we did obtain the inheritance. Did obtain. In Christ, you did attain it. That's where our hope belongs. Having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything, in conformity with the purpose of his will, in order that we, who were the first to put our hope in Christ, might be for the praise of his glory. Do you notice every time it talks about this, it says for the praise of his glory, for the praise of his glory, for the praise of his glory. This is all for his glory. You must take your place to glorify him. So when we realize that this is the faith, put our hope in Christ, or the hope that we need, we will be free to walk in the freedom of Christ rather than the self-doubt of this world. Rather than the sense knowledge of this world. We walk in the divine wisdom, the divine revelation, the divine understanding. We will take ownership of what belongs to us. You need to own. We need to own. I need to own what belongs to me through Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit. And we need to know the word. Why do you need to know the word? Because Satan will come and lie to you. He'll tell you everything against the word. Well, you've got to know the word so you know what belongs to you already. And you say, no. You're wrong, I'm right. Christ in me, the hope of glory. Christ gave me the glory that belonged to him, John 17, 22. 
And get, get verse 13 here. And you also were included in Christ. Wow. You were included in Christ. He sees you. God sees you the way he sees Christ once you're in him. You were included in Christ. Everything given to Christ, everything that is Christ, you're included. You're included. All that he is, all that he purchased. Wow, it's been given to us. When you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, okay, being in Christ, when you believed, not later, not some other time, you were marked in him. You were marked in him with a seal. Signed, sealed, delivered, I'm yours, Lord. Signed, sealed, delivered. Does anybody know that song? I'm yours. He sealed you. The promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance. Can it get any stronger than that? You have a guaranteed inheritance. So are you just going to let it sit there? I don't think anybody in RCC would do that. I'm not going to let my inheritance sit and go to waste. <laughs> Guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. That's everything in Christ. We are reconciled. We are new creations, reconciled, no longer does God count our sins against us. I have God's nature, his image, his character, his likeness in me, in my recreated spirit. I am forgiven. I am set free from the curse of sin. I am ushered into the presence of God. Go boldly then into the throne of grace. Go boldly in to the throne of grace. Go boldly in. 2 Corinthians 5.21 God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. What does righteousness mean? It means the ability to stand in the presence of God without any feeling of unworthiness or sin consciousness. The ability to stand in the presence of God without the feeling of unworthiness. You see, that's, you've been redeemed from that sin consciousness. You've been cleansed by the blood. So now God makes his message through us. Can you think about that? He's making his message through you to this world. You must walk in what he has given you to give the world a clear picture. We are ambassadors with every right, every privilege, every power, every authority, every dominion given to Christ. That's who we are in the new creation. He is above all principalities, powers, isn't he? Christ is above them. So when we walk into Christ, when we're hidden in Christ, what are we? What are we? I'm going to read it. Ephesians 1, 18. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened 
in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you. The riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. The saint is any believer. His incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is like the working of his mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in heavenly realms. You just need to stay seated. You need to have faith in Christ and sit your butt down. Far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every title that can be given, not only in the present age, but in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be the head over everything for the church. That's you. That's believers. That's faith in Christ. Nothing else needed. Complete. Finished work. It is finished. The church, which is his body, the fullness of him. That's the body. The fullness of Christ. That's you. This is not something you need to keep chasing. It defines you. It's your new being. The fullness of him who fills everything in every way. Wow. Nothing missing, nothing broken. Christ has given us the glory that God gave him, John 17, 22. We are heirs to every spiritual blessing in Christ. We are seated at the right hand of the Father in Christ. We are, we are the power of Christ. You are, by the indwelling Holy Spirit, you are the power of Christ here on earth. You are the power of the gospel here on earth. You are the good news here on earth. You are the Holy Spirit presence here on earth. You are Jesus' substitute. He trusts you. He has faith in you. He has made you his ambassador. Purposely. To complete his mission. The new that has come in the new creation means I am a child of God. I am his very child. Heir to all to which Jesus was heir. Wow. John 1, 12. Yet to all who did receive him, all, 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 this does not exclude you because you have some particular weakness that disqualifies you. It doesn't say that in the scripture, does it? Nope. Right, that's right. It says, to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. There is nothing unworthy about you when you believe that can take you and make you not his child. You do not disappoint him. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. You're taken care of. You're provided. You're protected for. You're empowered. You're treasured. You're his beloved. Seated at the right hand of majesty on high with Christ. Seated with Jesus. In the NIV, I'm going to read Colossians 3.1. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Wow. Wow. You have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above. Do not accept 
the lies of Satan. Do not accept the conditions of this earth. You have been seated above. Set your heart, set your minds, understand, allow the revelation to come. Take the ownership. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. That's your rightful place. NLT. Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the reality of heaven. Okay, that says it really plainly. Set your sight on the reality of heaven while you're walking here on earth. Where Christ sits at God's right hand in the place of honor and power. That's the place you've been given. Wow. Wow. Coney Bear. It won't be up there because I couldn't find it online. If then you are partakers of Christ's resurrection, you are partakers of Christ's resurrection. Come on, saints. Come on. If someone says to you, you're partakers with the resurrection, don't you think we ought to have a little bit more excitement than that? <laughs> the same power that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, the believer. Resurrection power. The Aramaic Bible in plain English. Therefore, you are risen with the Messiah. Seek that which is above. Set your hearts on the fact that you are risen with the Messiah. I promised myself I wouldn't yell this week because I yelled all last week. And I thought, I bet those people don't like being screamed at. So I was trying to be really quiet this week. But it's so exciting. How can we not be excited by this? Therefore, you are risen with the Messiah. Seek that which is above. The place where the Messiah sits at the right side of God. Feed on that which is above and not that which is on the earth. Four. For you have died to yourself, the old sin nature, the unworthiness, the self-deprecation, the loser mentality, the I'm not good enough mentality. It isn't about you. It's about whom, who you have received. It is about him transforming you. It is about his new created life in you already. Four, you have died to yourself and your lives are hidden with the Messiah in God. Wow. And whenever... That means at any point in your life, any struggle in your life, any crossroads in your life, whenever 
the Messiah who is our life is revealed when we understand it when we accept the wisdom and understanding, when we allow God to reveal this to our hearts. Then, you also will be revealed with him in glory. Wow. The richness of this translation is amazing. It says... Like I said last week, do not think me too bold because I am not preaching too strongly. I should probably be preaching it even more strongly. But look at what this sentence says. Then you also will be revealed with him in glory. I don't believe that's a place, physical. That means the glory of God demonstrated in us, through us, because of Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit. You, his glory, here on earth. Don't ask me why the manifestations don't come. Awaken yourself to who you are, to what Christ has done, to the substitutionary work, to the power indwelling in you. Quit acting like it's something you don't have. Quit striving after it. It is who he made you to be because you believe in him. Are we getting it? Are we getting the point across? Quit this mentality of struggling to think that you need more faith. You might need knowledge of the word. You might need knowledge of what belongs to you. That's just Satan's way to keep you down. The very glory of God is in you. To know this and to own this means victory at every turn. That is our reality. That is our reality. The new means that I am a partaker of Christ's resurrection and all that it means, all that it accomplished. That's the new in you. When you believed. Everything our Father wrought through Christ in the great substitution belongs to you. Your property. You own it. It's yours. Now, It's not something you yearn for. It's not something you're waiting for. It's just a matter of taking our place, saints. When we recognize this, when we take our place, we will demonstrate to the world the supernatural of God, which really isn't supernatural like we talked about last week. It is his natural. That's another thing we kind of need to get out of our thinking. It's his natural. It's who he is. And we can trust him to work through us to do the same. It's just who he is. And when that happens, you will startle the sense knowledge of the world and people will turn to Christ. Did you get that sentence? It will shatter. It will startle the sense knowledge of the world and it will bring people to Christ. And don't think that you're not special enough to walk in this. No, you're a child of God. The divine presence of God will come when we get this reality, when we, when we get this paradigm shift in our brains. Let it sink into our hearts. The divine presence of God will come to this earth. It will be. We will be walking in the divine presence of God here on earth. Believers taking their rightful place in Christ will bring the manifestations of God's glory here. We will walk in the divine here. 
We will walk in the divine here. We will demonstrate his love, his heart of love here. And this is the dimension in which we should walk every day. It's the dimension that's given to us when we are believers in Christ. When we know that we are the new creation here, now, and all that that means. God who raised Jesus from the dead dwelling in you. Jesus, the exact image of God dwelling in you. Hebrews 1.3 and Colossians 1.15, we won't go there. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwelling in you. Romans 8.11, we won't go there. God dwelling in us has not lost any power. He hasn't lost his power. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And by the Holy Spirit in us, we will be that same power to this world, to God's glory, to his good pleasure, according to his will. Hallelujah. Jesus said we would do even greater works by the power of the Holy Spirit than he did. I believe for that. There's so many great good works, it's hard to even like know what that's going to be, but it's going to be. <laughs> you are the transforming power of God here on this earth. You are the transforming power of God here on this earth. That's you. You are resurrection power to the glory of God on this earth. Time to take our places. Time to not be moved. Time to act like it. Ephesians 3, 20 through 21, again in the Aramaic Bible in plain English. But to him who is more than almighty, more than almighty, to do for us, more than almighty to do for us, and is greater than what we ask or imagine. According to his power, some translations there say ability, according to his power that is active in us. It's not that translation. It's the, it's the, it's the Aramaic in plain English, direct from the Aramaic. That's why it doesn't look the same. Or maybe it is. Did I put it in there? According to his power that is active in us, to him be glory by his church in Yeshua, you in him. You're in him. You're in him. His power active in you because you are in him. To him be glory by his church in Yeshua, the Messiah, to all generations of the eternity of eternities. Amen. Hallelujah. Do you have a good picture of who you are? In Christ. Know who you are in Christ. Know what Christ has done for you. Know his substitutionary work. This will bring you to a new awakening and a new ability to be effective for his glory. The explosive power of God in us. Hallelujah. Like the world has never seen before, that's what I believe in. An awakening of the explosive power of God in every believer that the world has never yet seen. I believe it. Hallelujah. So that's what the Lord put on the plate today. <laughs> um, so anyway, we're going to take communion. And you know, it says when we take communion, 
do this in remembrance. 